Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Almighty King, the one who reigns forever. Lord, in you we live and move and have our being. Spirit of the Living Father, who comforts, who strengthens, who teaches, we thank you for your presence in this fellowship. Lord, I decrease completely that you might increase. Yes, the church has prayed for me and we prayed and prepared. But that which you do not want me to say this morning, even though I have prepared, Holy Spirit, don't allow it to come forth. But that which you want the church to hear this morning, I depend on you completely. Speak to your people. The Bible says, On that day the burden shall be lifted off from their shoulders, and the yoke off from their neck, and by the reason of their anointing they shall be broken. Let burden be lifted this morning. Let yoke be broken. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's always very joyful and interesting, honestly, to fellowship with you. I love him so much. And I sing a lot of them even at home. More especially the Igbo hymns. When the song was started, my wife looked at me because it's one of my songs and I sing them in Igbo. A lot. And God says to someone today, Atunewu. Amen. This morning, we are looking at a topic, very interesting one, that says, Occupy till I come. And I like the way our sister read the scriptures. When I saw the invite to come and preach, you know, the, it, it, it just focused on the verse that said, Occupy till I come. So when I was preparing, I had said I was going to ask us to go through the whole story so that we appreciate actually what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples. But thank God, the Spirit of God is one. And um, we've read it in our lesson. The Bible says that a certain man, not just an ordinary man, the Bible says is a noble man. A noble man is a man who has integrity. A noble man is a man who has pedigree. A noble man is a man who has authority. He says that a certain man, a noble man, was about to embark on a journey. Jesus was telling his disciples. The Bible says he called his servants, ten of them. And he told them something. He lined them up. And he said, I'm going to give you this. So that you can occupy with this. So when I was reading this, I confirmed that for a man to call somebody and ask him to hold onto something while he's making a journey, that the man has also an authority. So I looked for other translations to buttress my point. 
It says that the man was traveling to a country, to a headquarters, that's Message Bible, to get authorization in order to rule. When I'm traveling, by the grace of God, because I'm a noble man, am I not? I delegate powers to my people. I said, I'm traveling to US, I'm traveling to UK, I'm going on vacation, I'm going to Lagos for a meeting. While I'm away, anything that needs my approval should go to such and so person. That's a nobleman. So, just mark that a nobleman, this nobleman has a level of power already. So, as he was about to embark on this journey, he delegated some powers to people according to their ability to hold onto that power. When I'm traveling, when it has to do with credit powers, I said, no, let me hold this one. I don't want someone that will sign off something. By the time I come back, I'll be explaining what I don't understand. So I delegate powers and I hold onto that one until I see a man I can trust to hold onto a credit power. So this nobleman delegated powers and said, while I travel, operate with these powers. That's the meaning of occupy. Standing. Do exploits with these powers. And when I got to that point, I said to myself, even though Jesus was the one telling this story, I was convinced that he was also talking about himself. He said, I go to the headquarters, I am going to get more authority. And you know what? By the time he gets that authority, I am thinking too that this nobleman may have been traveling before now, rising from the ranks, and each time he may have traveled all this while, he would have delegated powers. And I am also sure that by the time he calls back from that city, that he will also delegate powers if he is bound to travel again. Are you getting what I am saying? So he told them that he was going to the headquarters to get additional powers. And he said to them, go ye and trade with this. If you read this place very well, you see he said, they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. What kingdom are we talking about? The kingdom of power. The kingdom of the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. You know, when God goes ahead and touches the ministers and those that we read in prayers and you have prayed and you say, God, synchronize us by your will. You will understand. Even the songs that will be sung that day in the church, you know that the Spirit of God has done its work. By the way, do you know that there was a time, and I believe the time has also come again, when the reverend or the venerable will minister without telling the choir members the topic of the day. The choir members will sing a song that will collaborate with what he has ministered upon. That is the Spirit of God. We are in that kingdom. Kingdom of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Let me digest a little to tell you about the Holy Spirit. Because we need the Holy Spirit to occupy. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our strengthener. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. He is our standby. The Holy Spirit restores and refreshes us. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 23 verse 3, He restores my soul. Daddy saw me this morning and said to me, How has it been with you? It's been a very tight time for us. But you know what? Each time I call on the Holy Spirit, I ministered on Saturday, I took Sunday school on Sunday and preached on Sunday, I ministered in our church on Tuesday, and I do my work, and I ask myself, how is it possible? And the Lord said to me, it's the Holy Spirit that refreshes and restores me. Yes, my face may look like it's gloomy, but inside of me, I'm a new, brand new, brand new soul. Why? Because the Holy Spirit restores and refreshes me. The Holy Spirit enables me. And that's why before we leave today, you will ask that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Amen. Verse 12 says, that he was going to take much more powers, authorization. So he called, in verse 13, he called them, and he gave them powers. If you look at verse 14, you will see that the citizens of that country petitioned and began to revolt. We do not like the style of his rulership. We don't like the way he rules. They petitioned and they wrote petitions that this man's own, this style of leadership is worrisome. It's still in the church today. And it's called petition or persecution. The church is being persecuted because of the powers our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given to me and has given to you. So the nobleman clearly is like Jesus himself. Who has given you pass and given myself pass? And he has gone to get more pass. Just follow the story. So that you can also have much more pass. And I tell you this morning that that much more pass too he has released upon the church. And that much more pass is what? The Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, Occupy with the power that I have given to you. Occupy with this power to do what? Occupy with this power to do ministry. Occupy with this power to win souls. Occupy with this power to reach out to the unreached. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in verse 15 that he quickly came back and when he came back he began to call them. The verse 15 says to me that he came back with that power he went to get. So he was faithful in his own journey. He wasn't distracted. So he came back with much power. He went to get from the headquarters. And he called the first person. The first person came. And he asked the first person, 
were you actually occupying? He said, yes, sir. He said, how? He said, I have gained 10 more pounds. He said, oh, that's wonderful. The second person came. He asked him, or her, how did it go? Were you occupying? He said, yes, my lord. I gained five more pounds. He said, oh, brilliant. Be in charge of five more cities. Verse 20 says that another came. And I was asking myself, why would this person be called another? The first, first person came. Second person came. And another came. The first person may have been a daddy in the Lord. Okay, you have come. Did you occupy? Yes, my Lord. I did. Oh, it's so good. Good. God bless you. Maybe the second person, the wife. <laughs> so did you? Yes, yes. Who is the another here? Nobody in Jesus' name. Another came. And he said to him, What did you do? Did you occupy? He began to tell stories. You know, I am a regional manager of a bank. You know, I'm a very busy person. You know that I'm a professor of law. You know that I'm a professor of medicine. You know I'm a very busy person. You know that my parents have money to send me to school. You know I'm a very busy person. And he was full of stories. The nobleman was angry. Listen to me, church. I know that most of you are born again. But Jesus said to you, occupy till I come. It's not enough to be born again. Listen to me. To be born again is like a man who sets out to travel. And people see the man on the way and ask him, where are you going to? He said, I'm traveling to Anisha. He's with his handbag and he's headed for the park. Motor park. When he gets to the motor park, is he traveling? Yes. He gets to the motor park. He gets distracted. Those days I was in the university. I liked traveling. One of the things I liked traveling. I was, I was, I like traveling because when I get to the motor park, I will eat egg. I will drink malt. I will drink coke while waiting for the bus to get filled up. Sometimes when I get there and I notice that there's a bus that hasn't even started loading, I'll say, let me stay here. So I will eat egg. I will eat buns. I will eat everything. I will drink. (laughs) Sometimes you even leave your bag somewhere. You get into a small shop where they sell akamo and um, beans. Hot one. So, you are, when somebody is born again, remember, I, in my mind, I'm still traveling to Anisha, true of us. But I have been distracted. The first bus may have gone. The second bus may have gone. The third bus may have gone. That may be the last bus. And they will come to you, young man, where we may not travel again today. You may go back to God forbid. So, when you are born again, and you sit in the church, and you are not occupying... You are not living out the purpose for your creation. You are not living out the purpose for that reason that you are born again. You are not occupying. You are full of excuses. My job is so tight. There was a, there was a time my job got so tight. Thank God for my wife. Listen, church. My office is just down there. On midweek services day, my wife will 
follow me up. When she is going to church, she will call me to remind me. To tell me that today is midweek service in case you have forgotten. I am riding to the church with the children. Please find time and join us. I will hurriedly end whatever I am doing. And I will join them in the church. So she kept following me up like that. Wives, if you are not following up your husbands, please do. Husbands, if you are not following up on your wife, please do. It doesn't matter how busy they are. They are like that man carrying the bag going to Anisha who has been distracted. Don't you know that I'm very busy? I am very busy. I have this meeting to attend to. I have this meeting to attend to. So she kept following me up. And now I have stood my ground. <laughs> the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if a man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. But read verse 18. It says, and all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And had given to us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. When a man is born again, the man has been given the ministry of what? Reconciliation. The occupied till I come is a ministry of reconciliation. It's evangelism. You know, I'm a friend, very good friend, if I'm not a member. What would I do to become a member of this church? Anywhere you people are going to, or anywhere we are going to, to inaugurate a new parish, I asked my father in the Lord, and the wife, please remind me, and I thank God that your services don't last long. I will jump out, get into the vehicle, and I will be there. And it will be recorded for me. Occupy till I come. Sometimes when I get there, I don't see most of these faces I see here. And I begin to wonder, yes, most of you are born again. But are you occupying? Are you in the ministry of reconciling people? When a man is in Christ Jesus, yes, he's born again. Verse 18, he doesn't stop at 17. He says, had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. This is in my subconsciousness. The ministry of bringing people to the kingdom. On Tuesday, I shared it with my daddy. Venerable Sam. On Tuesday, before Tuesday, in the evening of Monday, I have someone who I was supposed to give some documents to. You know my kind of work. He called me and he asked that we see on Tuesday. I was to take Bible study in our church on Tuesday. So when he called me, I said to him, Sir, I am sorry. Politely, my wife has taught me to be courteous. Sir, I am sorry. I'm actually supposed to teach Bible study on Tuesday. I won't be able to see you on Tuesday. If you don't mind, can we see on Wednesday? And he paused. I said, please don't be angry. You know, just bear with me. By the way, if Buruburu, without demeaning his office, had asked me to come, 
won't I even be sarcastic? If the president had asked me to come, I mean, will I be giving him, he will even beg me to, whether he can join me. But the almighty God has invited me, just like he asked me this one to share his word with you. And I will be giving excuses. He said to me, okay, no problem, 9 a.m. I said, 9 a.m., thank you, sir, God bless you. I prayed for him, God bless you, sir. The next day, my wife came to my office to do some things. I just got a prompt that I was supposed to have a meeting from 4.30 p.m. The Bible study in our church will start by 5. And the pastor has said, it doesn't matter who you are. You must be in the church. If you are the one taking that responsibility, 30 minutes before time. So when am I supposed to be in church? 4.30. And here is another meeting at 4.30. I shouted, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Help me. And I looked at my wife and said, what is it? She was in my office in one corner. I said, they have fixed a meeting for 4.30. The same 4.30 I should be in church. She said, what do you do? You said, watch me now. God has not given me the spirit of fear. But the spirit of what? Boldness. Of sound mind. Of peace. By the Holy Spirit. I picked up my phone and I called my direct supervisor who has fixed the meeting. I said to her, hello ma. She said, yes, I have something to tell you. So what is it? Please, ma, I have another meeting that we start at 4.30. <coughs> and that meeting is that I'm going to the church to teach. Listen to me. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I am not ashamed. They know me as a Christian. And I said to her, please, would you allow me, after I have not gone for break, I'm entitled to break at least, allow me to go, I will come back around 6.30. Yes? When I come back, you can take me, and I'm willing to stay. That in my way, in my normal way, when I go for Bible study, in the Ministry of Reconciliation, or when I go for prayer meeting, midweek services, my wife is there, ask her, I always go back to the office, to restitute. So I will spend much more time. And while I'm there, because I have stayed in the presence of the Holy Spirit, He will restore and refresh my soul. And she said, oh, just like Daddy prayed this one, he says, the heart of a king is in his hand. So the Edith said to me, no problem. You said you come back by 6.30. I said, by the grace of God, I will come back. I went. I was so happy. I said, Hallelujah. Ministry of Reconciliation. I was excited. And I went. The ministry is the ministry of bringing people to the kingdom of God. God is asking you, what are you doing with what he has deposited into you? You know, those days in Anglican church, you, 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 when you minister and want to call people, you say, Biakute Jesus, Anolodo. Na 
Jesus no law. I Ministry of Reconciliation. Come unto Jesus. All ye that are heavy laden. You go out, you reach out to people. God has placed you in that office so that you can reconcile men to Him. My office is an office of reconciliation. You are a professor, you are a doctor, you are a lawyer, you are a teacher. God has given you a pulpit so that you can be involved in the ministry of reconciliation. And I ask, you know, sometimes, do you know that when God has just given you a job in just a simple place like a bank, ministry, hospital, you are full of excuses. Another man came and he was full of what? Excuses. Pastor, do you know that it's difficult for me to come for midweek service? I'm now very busy. On Thursday again, I wanted to go for midweek service because I'm in town. And we were in a meeting. We kept being in that meeting. The midweek service starts at 5. And I was like, the MD himself was in the meeting. I said, Holy Spirit, again today I want to go. Change the method. <laughs> Everyone said, change the method. Depend on the Holy Spirit. I said, I want to go again today. About quarter to five, the MD announced, um, I think we are tired. We need to take a break from five to six thirty. I jumped up. I started calling my wife. But because I had told her, maybe her faith was small. Because I, I had told her that we were in a meeting that I don't know. She went to church and left me. You won't go to heaven and leave me. So I started calling her to tell her that that we are in a break. The MD announced, let's have a short break. People can go and recreate. He called it comfort break. People can go and recreate and drink, eat something and drink water and come back. Me, I use my own to rush into the church. And I was there till about 15 minutes past 5, five 6. By the time we finished our service and I got back, the meeting was now. Who did the meeting stop for? It was for me. Because I have made up my mind to occupy. Because I have taken a decision that I will be involved in this ministry of reconciliation. Because I have said to myself, I will not chase after what the Gentiles chase after. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And what are these things? In verse 32, he said, for all these things do the Gentiles seek after. Name them. Those things that the Gentiles seek after are the things that distract the so-called born-again children of God. We are distracted. We are worried. We are encumbered. We are, we are, we are perplexed. We have allowed ourselves, even when we recite the creed, go through the creed, go through the creed, when you have given yourself, when you have sold your soul to the things that the Gentiles seek after, you get distracted. Like that man who was traveling to Onesha and got to the park and left the trip momentarily distracted. The purpose of God giving you that gift of salvation is that you get involved in the ministry of what? Reconciliation. And that is evangelism.
Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 that you are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. It means that wherever I am, I should be able to beam the light. And the light I ought to beam is the light of reconciliation. The light, the light of, the light of, you know, of, of bringing men to the kingdom of God. But you know, for you to occupy, for you to occupy, you must have a lifestyle of righteousness and holiness. You must have a lifestyle of righteousness and holiness. Your yes must be your yes. Read the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 48. You must be committed to evangelism church. Evangelism is not for, thank God I'm not, I'm not always here. But evangelism is not for the clergy and their wives. Evangelism is for all of us who have been reconciled. You must have a lifestyle of prayer and fellowship with God. A lifestyle of prayer and fellowship with God. We are so, so engrossed with activities that we find it difficult these days to even pray. God understands to walk is to pray. We are rushing out. We are doing microwave prayers. You must have a life of humility. You know, may I make this comment? God is bigger than all of us. When you come before God, when you are born again, you must be humble. It doesn't matter what God has given you. Remember God is the sovereign God. Even if God has made you whatever, a minister, a governor, a president, he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is the all-sufficient God. And I have said to God, God, now I have understood you, grant me the grace, even if you make me the MD of where I walk, even if you make me the governor. I have asked God, please give me the grace, and I'm also asking. Thank God for the wife he gave, he gave to me, who will support me to fulfill this mission and passion, I will still be preaching. And if daddy doesn't want to invite me, I will invite myself. I will still be preaching. I will still be in the ministry of reconciliation. I will still be carrying microphone. I will still be talking about this God. That's why when we are worshipping God, I worship God like David worshipped God. My knees are on the ground. There are people that are struggling to bend their knees. So when we come before God in humility, you dance and appreciate Him because He's the one who has made your knees to flex. People are looking for. People are just asking, please give me just an opportunity to do like this. And you will be back to clap your hands to the King of kings and the Lord of lords in whom we live, in whom we move, in whom we have our being. He has made me what I am. He is making me what he wants me to be. A life of humility. A life of humility to those the Lord has called to be in charge of us. If you must occupy, you must be spirit filled. Because the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8, by strength, the Bible says that strength shall no man prevail. Nehemiah 8 is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Sorry. By strength shall no man prevail. You must be spirit-filled. 
Ephesians 5.18 You must be dead to flesh. You must be dead to flesh. You must come to a point in your life you will tell yourself that if I die, I die. This kingdom of God must be preached. If I lose my job, I lose my job. But they will listen to me. Why would somebody was telling me that somebody who compromised because he was to be appointed a commissioner in a state? Me, commissioner. Because of that, I will drop my phone. Me, president. Because of that, I will drop my phone. Me, what? Because of that, I will stop in this, this ministry. What shall it profit a man that he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? And the man said, you know, God will understand. Let me tell you. Let me not say what God will not do or what God will do. But I wish I was God. As you are saying God will understand, I will first of all give you backhand. Papa. So that you will know that I have understood. You must live a life of dedication and commitment to God and his work. You must not be found wanting. You shouldn't be begged to come for midweek service, brethren. Somebody that is begged to come for midweek service is still a babe. You shouldn't be begged to go for evangelism. You shouldn't be begged to support the work of missions. If you are not doing this, you are not occupying. Remember another came. But the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Matthew, Mark chapter 16 verse 17. The Bible says one sweet thing about this ministry work is that as you keep preaching this, this message, these signs shall follow them that believe. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out demons or devils. They shall speak with new tongues. You are the light of the world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 19, For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We people are in darkness because we have refused to manifest light. We have refused to reconcile them to the kingdom. They are waiting for your manifestation. They know, remember that the citizens petitioned the ruler. The citizens petitioned the nobleman. So the citizens knew that the nobleman had given pounds to the ten servants. They were, instead of them waiting for them, read the scriptures very well. When the master came back, when the nobleman came back, the last verse is now said, Where are those that petitioned against me? Bundle them together. Those people were still the people in darkness. Those people are our people who are waiting for our manifestation. If there is, or if there was any of them, although he was part of the people that petitioned, who repented in the process before the nobleman came back, he wouldn't have been destroyed. Praise the Lord. When I got born again, 1994, I started praying for my family. I started praying for my father. I read a scripture that says that God is waiting for he that shall stand in the gap. And I said, so, my being born again is that I might stand in the gap. Are you tired of ministering to your family members? 
Are you still standing in the gap for your family members? Are all your family members born again? What of people from your village? God is waiting for he that shall stand in the gap. That man that is standing in the gap is the man that God has given this ministry of reconciliation for these people. That man is the man that God is asking to occupy till I come because of these people. Ministry of reconciliation. Praise the Lord. The noble man came back with much more power. And that's the Holy Spirit. And that was why I told you about the Holy Spirit when we started. The Bible says, Be not, be not drunk in wine, wherein is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, as I'm sweating, there's a particular person that comes to work for us at home. We've been ministering to him, we've been praying for him, that he gets born again, he drinks alcohol. To the extent that when he drops his shirt to work, if I'm coming into the house and I pass through the shirt, I will perceive alcohol. And I will start asking, is this person in the, in the house? They say yes. That's to tell you how alcohol smells. When the person is drunk. God said, be filled in the Holy Spirit. Brethren, listen. In the book of Acts chapter 5, Peter was filled in the Holy Spirit that when he was walking to go and reconcile people, the Bible says he was filled in the Holy Spirit that his shadow contacted the Holy Spirit that sick people were being kept so that the shadow of Peter would drop on the sick people and they were doing what? They were healed. Those that were possessed were what? Cast, the demons were cast out. Because Peter was filled in the Holy Spirit. The church, I ask, where is the Holy Spirit? He says, these signs shall follow them that believe. If you read chapter 19, about verse 18, about Paul. The Bible says that Paul was filled in the Holy Spirit. That handkerchief and apron was soaked just like that man that comes to my house and he says, I believe this scripture because I remember. You know, God uses this foolishness. You know, things that are foolish to conform the wise. This man, Sister Joy knows the person I'm talking about. When he drops his shirt in our house, you will perceive alcohol. Paul was soaked in the spirit that the handkerchief from his pocket was healing the people, the sick. Demons were flying away. It wasn't Paul. It was the spirit of God. When you are filled in the spirit, the ministry of occupying till Jesus comes, becomes light, and the signs follows you to confirm it. Brother, listen to me. I got born again in 94. Daddy ministered to us in university those days. I was so filled in the Holy Spirit. They started calling me bishop in school. One of these days, I went to Manuel to minister. Evangelism. I was coming out. I saw my classmates. And they said to me, Hani, you have been carrying this Bible. Now, there was a mango tree in front of Manuel Hall. The E-wing. Right? Yes, the E-wing. They have cut that mango tree down. It was a male hostel. They said to me, command that a mango drops so that we can believe this your God. There was no wind. I looked up. But then in school, before we go for evangelism, we would have fasted. We would have prayed. We would have asked the Holy Spirit to take over. I was in Anglican Student Fellowship. I was an Anglican. I am an Anglican. <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. When I lifted up my hands and I said, Holy Spirit, and I wanted to pray the prayer first so that I can go into my hostel through the back of Sea Wing of Ojuku Hall. Say, Holy Spirit, confirm your word. Let mango fall in Jesus' name. As I was just saying, Jesus' name, a mango fruit drop. My classmates disappeared. They started shouting, Come and see this wizard. Come and see this wizard. God na helele. God na wayao. God na helele. God na wayao. Nobody be like him. Nobody day like him. Eh oh, one name. God na helele. The mango dropped. My classmates are, of, are there. They are alive. They ran to the class. About five years, I picked the mango. I kept it in my room for some time. My good friend told me, hey, you have to eat this mango. I said, I will eat the mango. It's a mango fruit. But God just wanted to tell me that in hand you see, just follow me and be that what? Perfect. The Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that did it. So if miracles are not happening in church today, it's because we are not filled with the Holy Spirit. The signs following the believer is, a, is just there for you when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to bring out handkerchief. The handkerchief is powerless. The handkerchief is like just this Bible. When I was in the village, when I used to have malaria, my grandmother would put Bible under the pillow and ask me to lie down. Without the Holy Spirit, the letter kill it. But the Spirit give it life. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. So, brethren, I tell you this morning that God is asking us to join in the ministry of reconciliation. That God is asking us to be part of the ministry of reconciling men to the kingdom, to occupy, because He's coming again. He's coming again and He's going to ask, Ihani, what did you do? He's going to ask like He asked the, the ten servants. And they were giving accounts of all they did. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need God to support you. But first of all, after you are born again, you have to ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the baptism of the Holy Spirit to help you fulfill the ministry of reconciliation. May you please stand to your feet. Come Holy Spirit, I need you. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come, your strength and your power. Come, in your special way. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, I need you Oh, come Sweet Spirit, I pray Come Your strength and your power
see the man that I gave appointment for 9 a.m. He said to me, in recent times, I've not seen a young man who will be bold like you are to tell somebody that he's going to the church. And he said to me, in front of my colleagues, I went with two colleagues. He said, I'll give you this business. I'll give you three more businesses. He was to give us 300 million business. And by the time we looked at other businesses, he had given us three point something billion business. Just because I obeyed the Holy Spirit. You are in church this morning. The Lord says to you, Don't you know I am sufficient for you? You are not born again. God says to you, I created you that you might fulfill a purpose that you might occupy till I come. You want to give your life to Jesus? All eyes closed, just lift up your hand. You want to say, Jesus, I come to you this morning. Have mercy on me. I'd like you to pray this morning and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. To grant you the grace to occupy till he comes. Ask him to help you. In all the areas that you've been weak. That he will strengthen you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. If the spirit that how Jesus was anointed with Holy Ghost and power. That he went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. As the Holy Spirit who was with Jesus when he was on earth to be with you so that you will do greater works as commanded by God himself in John chapter 14. Pray against every distraction. Pray against every engagement. Sometimes these engagements may be good engagements, but they distract you from being part of the move of the Holy Spirit in your church. In the Christian pray against these distractions. There are certain prayers that people pray for me when they come to my office and I say to them, I, I, I won't join you in praying this prayer. I don't want to be busy to the point that I will not be able to share the word of God. I don't want to be busy to the extent that I will be away from my family. I want to be part of my wife and my children. I want to be part of raising my children in such a way that they will grow and they will not depart from the way of the Lord. Pray that the Lord will remove these distractions. He can re remove these distractions and still meet your needs. He can remove these distractions, all these encumbrances, and still meet you at the point of your need. What is it that is, what is that your need? Food to eat, 
clothes to wear, a house to live in, a vehicle, school fees. He's a sufficient God. Lord, please remove every distraction that will discourage me from occupying till you come. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed.